Hello, I'm Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And welcome to the From the Closet podcast. Today we are covering Beauty and the Beast 1991. At, at least I think that's the right year. We're not covering the 2016 version yet. Shit. Um, uh, 2017 and 1991. From what I was seeing, it, it's actually 2016 is when the remake came out. Really? But it says 2017 film. Weird. The, it, it might be some weird shenanigans where, like, it released, like, fully in theaters in, like, 2016, but there was, like, one specific... Sorry, in 2017, but there was, like, one specific place where you could watch it in 2016. That kind of shit happens uh, all the time. Yeah, no, I, I can see it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you did but, get the 1991, right? Okay, good. I thought so. Uh, Lily, did you did you open up the wheel already? I forgot that we were yes. supposed to do that for this movie. Your wheel? I, I did. <laughs> yeah. My okay, wheel's good. open. Alright, so obviously today's episode will contain spoilers for Beauty and the Beast. If you would like to avoid them, for starters, how have you not seen the movie already? Um, but if you'd like to avoid them, there will be a link in the description below to the Just Watch page for this movie, which itself will have links to every platform you can rent, purchase, or stream this movie on, with price comparisons for renting and purchasing. For us here in the U.S., it is available for streaming on Disney+. Um, also in the description, you will find a link to our Patreon where you can vote on future episodes of this show, as well as get access to episodes before they release, as well as early access to episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books and is exclusive to YouTube and Patreon. Uh, speaking of future episodes, you can join us later this week for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, and you can join us next week for our free film day for November and Avengers Endgame. Which, and like, then I... Cruella. <laughs> Alright, I guess we're doing Cruella. You literally just put that on the wheel. I Yeah, like, I literally just put that on the wheel. I want to say it was literally yesterday that you put that on the wheel. Um, I mean, I decided... Actually, yeah. I was debating on, like, what I wanted to put on the wheel. Um... I believe I was like, yeah, um, I'll put this. Fuck, now now what? Uh, and, well, I guess Skrill's not animated, but uh, dog moving. I'm not resorting to air pups yet. Please don't. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess look forward to Cruella. I'm not, so. <laughs> anyway. It could uh, be good. I doubt it. I've heard bad things. I mean, I will respect it for um, live-action and remake that, you know, has a purpose. Yeah, from what I'm hearing about, like, the Beauty and the Beast live-action is that, like, it's fine, but there was no point. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll see, because we are covering the Beauty and the Beast live-action remake at some point. Um, we aren't going to cover live-action remakes of every Disney movie, because really, I don't have the patience to do that. But Beauty and the Beast, I hear, is one of the better ones, so we'll do it. I don't 
I don't think I can pay Avery enough money for her to sit through um, live-action uh, Lady and the Tramp. No, you couldn't. In fact, of the ones released right now, the only ones I really even want to cover, and to be clear, these are remakes, not like original shit like Cruella and Maleficent. Um, the only ones I would want to cover that have actually released are Cinderella, The Jungle Book, Aladdin, and Beauty and the Beast. That's it. God, Jungle Book was good. I, I, I saw that in a drive-in theater. I saw that in an actual theater. What, what, what was that like, sounds like? I saw that in an actual theater. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> also in the description, you'll find a link to Anchor.fm, which is now Spotify for podcasters, which itself will have links to every platform this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and Twitter, where you can be notified when we release a new episode. Um, but with all that being said, please get out if you would like to avoid spoilers, because we are going to start talking about the movie now. So... Of all the movies I've taken notes for, this has the least amount of notes. Huh. So, let's just get through them. I only have two things that I wrote down as notes for this movie. One, okay. Gaston thinks that if women read, we will have original thoughts. <laughs> huh. You know, okay. I mean... I suppose that's a good thing, so women out there, please read so that you can have original thoughts, unlike most film criticism channels on YouTube. Hey, I'm, not I'm not naming any names, because I'm not here to put down any specific creators. Um, I don't do that, but yeah. I mean, we've, the state of film criticism on YouTube is uh, a, a little annoying to me. And then the other thing I wrote down is Wilhelm Scream. Because there was a Wilhelm oh, shit, Scream in where? this movie. I don't think I picked up on that one. Um, I believe it was in the fight, like, where all the, uh... No, it definitely was when, like, all the villagers... Were, not all of them, I guess. But when they were yeah. going to attack Beast. I mean, yeah, I guess... I mean, that, that's the most appropriate place to put one. Yeah, it was there. I even rewound to make sure that I heard it properly. I'm sorry, is that a Wilhelm scream? In my Disney movie? Nuh-uh, docking a point, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, like, okay, so for starters, one thing I want to say about this is this movie came out during a time... When the Academy, you know, the people behind the Oscar Awards, actually respected animation. To a point where there wasn't even a Best Animated Picture category. This movie was straight up nominated for Best Picture. Perfect. I don't think it won. The, um... I don't think it won, but it was nominated yeah. for Best Motion Picture of the Year. And I mean, we also I have to say, mention how this movie is, like, one of the first instances of computer animation. It's one of the first good instances of it. Uh, from oh, what yeah, I'm hearing... I guess you do have Inc um, Uncanny Valley. <laughs> yeah. You know, Toy Story. Um, 
not to shit on Pixar, but like it, it, what Pixar did with Toy Story was impressive. But the human faces, man, they were horrifying. You know, I, I think you can get you can get away with some horrifying faces if you literally innovated and made most of the programs of the time. Yeah, but um, there are some computer animated scenes in this movie in 1991, and they look fucking incredible. Which, you know, big plus to that. 100%. Actually, wasn't the program made by Pixar? Before they got in their own um, animation? They created the software. That was used in this movie? Yeah. But, um, I, just, I don't know. I just find that really cool. So, th another thing. Um, we talked about the animation, uh, which is just great. Not just the computer animated scenes. A lot of the the hand-drawn stuff is really cool, too. They, they had to put in so much work just to pull off some specific shots. Like, I know there's one where they kind of... Where, like, I, I'm pretty sure Belle was twirling, but the camera stays focused on her face... I say camera, even though this is animated. But, yeah. like, the simulated camera stays focused on her face. But in, in order to do that, they have to draw every single frame of the background moving behind her. I mean... That's, like... This that movie, shit is crazy to me. This movie looks amazing. Indeed and it does. And they might have worked to detail that they uh, put in... Top notch. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah. So, I want to move on to the topic of the songs in this movie, which are... Most most all of them are incredible. Be Our Guest is great. Gaston is great. Belle is great. Um, yeah, honestly, just the, those are, like, the standouts for me. Um, yeah... I don't usually take notes on the songs, but, I mean, the songs were pretty good. Yeah, like, I mean, it's to be expected. It's Disney. I don't think I've heard very many Disney songs that I hated. Aside from I know Frozen. there's one. There's one movie, I should say. <laughs> yeah, that movie, ugh, I just hate almost every song in that movie. I'm pretty almost. sure, like, Love is an Open Door is kind of the one exception I, I, I do kind of like that one, but the rest are just grating for me. <laughs> and I never, I've never heard the songs from Frozen 2, and I've never seen the movie, so. There is one song in Frozen 2 that I just don't care for. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never seen it, nor heard any of the songs. Uh, thankfully, because I'm not around children all that much. <laughs> and yeah, people don't children. fucking... Sorry, what? I said you hate children. Yeah, I do. Um, and thankfully, people don't fucking listen to the radio as much as they did when Frozen 1 came out. Yeah. So, but... yeah. Songs. Great in this movie. Not much more to say um, there. Yeah, uh, how are the characters next? Okay. I have something to say about the characters. 
I do have a lot to say about the characters. Uh, so let's start with Gaston. Ooh, love that. So Gaston is your typical narcissist, like extremely, like mm-hmm. everyone yeah. see everyone serves him, and like it's like he can't imagine why Belle rejects him, like and ironically that's the reason why she rejects him it's not because she loves someone else because like at that time in the movie she doesn't love the beast that's kind of the plot um like but the he loves himself too much and he can't see the fact that that's a flaw though and, i will say um to gascon because, you know, I keep saying, like, oh, he's a narcissist. Oh, he he just loves himself. But I watched the movie, and the only thing I saw was the town gaslighting him to be like, oh, you're so good, Gaston. You're just so amazing. Gaston isn't, like, threatening them to uh, say all that. He, they're just gaslighting him to make him, like, you're a god, Gaston. I, I wouldn't use um, the word gaslighting. I, I would say they are rizzing him up for sure, uh, but it's not like gaslighting. I mean, the mo- yeah, you're right. But you know, you hear all this stuff. What do you think? Like, you know, all these town people—they're not being paid to do this. I mean, unless they are, you know, it's a secret. Um, you know, Gaston Lily- was sad throughout. You know, part of this movie. You know, maybe if he just sat a little bit more in that sadness, make it understand why. But Lily, but the town you have to understand, Gaston told us earlier in the movie that only people who read have original thoughts. So, like, and clearly Belle is the only one in the entire town who reads. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. No one has original thoughts. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... Uh, that's my head cannon. <laughs> so something I, mean, I didn't, uh, yeah, I, something I didn't realize. Uh, just to shift gears hmm. off of characters for a moment, something I didn't realize until this rewatch is that this technically, like, this is like French. It's like really fucking French. Yeah, I noticed that like immediately. You're gonna words? What? You're gonna words? I said, like, I noticed that immediately. Ah, well, see, like, for me, um, I haven't watched this movie in a long fucking time. Um, Oh, yeah. I I was probably a child when I last watched this movie. And I know there was a period of time when I was a child where this was my favorite movie. Um, Huh. So, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. Um, it's nowhere near my favorite movie now. Um, not because it's one of the movies where it's like, oh... I, I know there's a very common trend of people, like, lately realizing a lot of the childhood movies that they loved are horrible. Um, in one way or another. Like, Peter Pan. Or <laughs> Snow White. And I feel like Peter Pan was the best example. That I, you, you, you peaked with that example. Probably, yeah, because Peter Pan's fucking awful. 
uh, check out our Peter Pan episode if you want more of our thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, and we also mentioned Cinderella. Um, like, sorry, not Cinderella. Snow White, which also has an episode. Yeah, but you know, I feel like a fair amount of people do throw throw the same type of shit at this movie, and it doesn't deserve it, which we'll get to a bit later uh, when we talk more about the characters. But, like, a lot of people have a particular criticism about this movie that isn't very original, and they're technically right, but not for the reason that they think they are. I just love how cinema therapy is like, yeah, you know, in the actual definition, they would be right. But, like... No, like <laughs> you know, everyone else is just thinking, just don't have the right definition. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's kind of funny, but we'll get to that in a minute. So I want to talk about the beast hmm. now. So okay, okay. I still defend the idea that the beast was just an eleven-year-old not wanting to let a stranger into his home. Like oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, like. The Enchantress, I don't really like her at all. She cursed the entire castle just because of the actions of a prince. Um, supposedly, they actually fixed this issue with the story in the live-action remake, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, yeah, but, like, also, I hate how it's like, oh, it pretended to be ugly, and that's the reason why the prince didn't, you know, let me in. No, it was probably because you were a fucking stranger. Yeah, and he was fucking 11 years old. And, like, I know the narr narration at the beginning of the movie doesn't say he's 11, but first, here's, here's why you know he's 11, alright? They tell you that the, um, they tell you that the petal will bloom until his 21st birthday. So, that enough tells, that enough should, like, tell you, okay, the Beast is tw 21 at the end of this movie. But the other thing, in the song Be Our Guest, Lumiere says, 10 years we've been rusting. I, I mean, I th yeah. Do the math. At the <laughs> you know, because of the candle, he could or the rose, he could not have been older than 21. And even if you just minus 10 years on anything, um, just, it's just bad. It's just all that, that, I mean, I guess, you know, you know magic in Disney, you're kind of a dick. Yeah, like, the Enchantress been, in this movie um, was a dick. Just period. Yeah. We hate her. Beast did nothing wrong. Justice for Beast. But, but of course, you know, we don't deal with that. Because this is, because now we're dealing with the aftermath of that. Yeah. Um, so, to be fair, like, he does kind of become a dick after this situation happens. And really, who wouldn't? Um, yeah, no, seriously. But yeah, like, uh, so, Belle's father, like, gets lost in the woods somewhere in New Jersey, and he's never gonna make it to L.A. God um, damn it! <laughs> but yeah, no, Belle's father gets lost, 
um, kind of just almost trespasses, but then a candle decided to um, let him in. And then yeah. after that, um, the beast being like, okay, bro, no, get into my dungeon, you will stay there. Yeah, and then, like, so here we go into the first thing that people get wrong about this movie. Belle was not kidnapped. She offered to stay behind of her own free will so that her father, who was kidnapped, to be fair, will go free. Also, so that's I already say one area. That's easily already Belle escaped. Yeah. Because she's free to roam about anywhere in the castle she wants except for the West Wing. Um, but yeah. And I guess we can spend this time now to talk about Belle. Um, she's not a particularly deep character. Um, like, there isn't, like, a serious character journey for her. It's more like she has all these good qualities. Like, she's smart, she's brave, blah, 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 virtuous, whatever. You know, like, she's a... Hmm. She's a perfectly okay character. She's not gonna wow you over. Like... Yeah, this is average here. Yes, yeah. she's... Like, despite being the protagonist, she's not the focus. Right. Like, this movie is more about Beast um, than it is about her. I at least, that's the vibe I get. <laughs> oh, yeah. And despite her name being first... You know, it's all about Beast and his foil with Gascon. Yeah. And see, ironically, um, there's a TV show later that has hmm. two different characters that are based on this story. And the interesting thing is there's one character who people often associate, rightly associate with beauty and then the other character they think is the Beast, but it's not. The character people think is Beauty is actually supposed to be both Beauty and the Beast. And the other oh. character is supposed to be based on Gaston. Huh. That's actually interesting. Yeah. yeah we will explore that much later when we actually get to that TV show. Um, but it's really fun. Like, it's a really nice subversive, like, trick that they pulled on us there. Especially when they literally named the character who's supposed to be based on the Beast. I mean, bleh, sorry. When they named the character who's supposed to be based on Gaston, they named him Adam. Yeah, Which what is, is the Beast's, beast's name? name? Okay, that, it is Adam. Because <laughs> I always forget the actual beast name. Yeah. That, I feel like that is genius level uh, misdirection. It worked so well. But yeah, um, anyway, let's talk about why so many people are fucking wrong about this movie. And it's bound to happen eventually. Yeah. I was I mean, talking about you, this. Yeah. You can't really discuss this movie without discussing the main criticism people have of it, which is that, oh, it's just Stockholm Syndrome. Okay, 
So, for starters, Stockholm Syndrome, for one, does not exist the way you think it does. It's not a mental disorder. It's not, like, a mental illness. It's not any of that. Like, it's not an emotional disorder. It isn't in the DSM-5, which technically also isn't a, um... It's not a book that's used to diagnose mental illnesses. It's a research tool to determine who qualifies to be in a study about mental illness. Um, regardless, that's that's a whole other topic in and of itself. Um, Stockholm Syndrome isn't in that. Stockholm Syndrome is named after a, um, a situation that happened in a place called... Stockholm, which I believe was in Sweden, where there was a bank heist and there were people who were held hostages um, in that situation, and they ended up having sympathy for their captors, and they d refused to testify against them in court. That's what this is. Like, it's not, um, it's not a case of, like, someone gets kidnapped and then falls in love with their captor. That's not what Stockholm Syndrome is, and also it's only a pop culture thing. So, when people yeah. say, when people say, oh, this movie is just Belle falling in love with her captor, uh, therefore Stockholm Syndrome, firstly, you're just wrong. That's not what Stockholm Syndrome is. It's when a captor begins to sympathize with, uh, sorry, when a captive sympathizes with their captor captor and sees the humanity in them and all that other stuff. So, okay, by that definition, by the actual definition of Stockholm Syndrome, yes, this movie is that. But I also want to go into the fact that this movie isn't even what most people's definition of Stockholm Syndrome is. Because Belle does not fall in love with the Beast while she is his captive. That's kind of, like, baked into the plot, because he sets her free, and he is still a beast at that point in time. Like, and by the logic of the movie, if she loved him back at that point in time, he would not be a beast. Yeah, I've, I actually always forget that it was, um, you know... It's just love. Someone has to love him back, and not um the stupid, the overused true love kiss sort of thing. Yeah, it like the the whole way the curse worked was that he had to love someone, and they had to love him back. That was how the curse worked, and she did not love him back until she saw that he would not kill Gaston. Oh, of course, I, Gaston. Actually, yeah. Of course, Gaston ended up bringing about his own death anyway, because even after the beast spared him, he then stabbed the beast and fell off a balcony. Good job, Gaston. Yeah, but also fucking, another fucking point against. Um, I actually just realized another point against the stupid, unlikable um, wizard or enchantress whatever i am literally about to become like you know i'm about to become 20 this year so in one year i if nothing else changes 
I would act like if I was in Beast's situation, I would just remain the Beast for the rest of my life. Yeah. And see the work the thing that makes the Beast situation works worse is like he isolated himself. Um after he was cursed. Like he didn't come out of the castle really at all, it seemed. Like he comes out to save Belle's life from the wolves. Um, but that's really all it, that's really it as far as we know. Yeah. So, so it's just wait um you know, me my homies um hate uh, the Enchantress. Yeah. She... Ugh. She, she was just awful. I do, it, don't like her. She was not justified. Blah, blah, blah. But and now, to be fair, like, there, there is a lot of talk about certain characters not doing anything wrong in film. And I see... I, I know in our Toy Story episode, we talked about Sid and how the people who say Sid did nothing wrong are just objectively incorrect because he bullied and tormented his little sister and destroyed her, her toys as well as his. Um, I bet, yeah, no, this is the first time, you know, Beast did nothing wrong. Yeah, Beast actually didn't do anything wrong. At least until the actual movie starts. Then oh, yeah, he did a few things wrong. Yeah, <laughs> when the movie starts, yeah, he actually starts doing stuff wrong. But, like, the backstory of the movie, he did nothing wrong. So, yeah, Justice for Beast, 100%. Justice for yeah, Beast, um, um, my homie Stan Beast. Um, I'm glad that this is a Disney movie that, at least for me, stands the test of time. Because, um, like, a lot of their older movies don't hold up all that well. But I guess you I could know. say it's a tale as old as time. Ha ha, very funny. Though it is actually interesting hearing that, like, because now it is a tale as old as time. That's just how popular it's become now. Yeah, this movie's over 30 years old. But, like, imagine hearing that, you know, in the theaters... You're like, oh, you know, calling your movie Tales All This Time, okay. But now it I mean, actually is. Okay, so the thing is, like, Tale as Old as Time, it kind of fits, because this is a classic fairy tale. Yeah. Um, even at the time the movie came out, it was a classic fa fairy tale. But the thing that doesn't really make sense is why the fuck are the characters singing that line in the movie? Because it wouldn't be a tale as old as time in the context of the movie. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe after um, that teapot, um, you know, became human, they're going to, like, write this story down and become, like, a world-famous author. Okay, and one other question. Uh, this isn't hmm. really a question so much as it is just a blatant plot hole. Okay. Chip should not exist. Wait, who? Chip. The teacup. Huh. I mean, maybe they had, like, a kid... Um... How do you, how do you have a kid after you've been turned into a teapot? 
Well, what if it was before they turned into a teapot? Sorry, what? I didn't catch what you just said there. No, what was it? Like, it was before the transformation. Then Chip should be older. But, what? okay, here, here's, here's how I've always imagined. You ever see, um... You ever look at your, like, little plate and it's like, hmm, that looks older? No, you don't, because they don't age. So I think when they all turned into silverware, it just stopped the clock for them. So they the Enchantress age. the Enchantress stopped all the other characters from aging, but didn't stop the Beast from aging. Yes, because it would um, ruin her plan. Also, Beasts can age, but objects can't. I don't see my GameCube controller over there growing a beard. I mean, objects do still age, just... whatever. Um, I don't know, it, it, it didn't really make sense to me. If, if like, all their ages, like, did stop, sure, I guess, whatever. And that also, can be there's an probably some Rule 34 out there um, with those objects. I'm yeah, just but, saying. Um, Anyway, I don't really have much more to say about this movie. It's a good movie. It doesn't deserve the hate it gets. And people don't fucking understand what Stockholm Syndrome is. Because, yes, this movie does have Stockholm Syndrome. It's just not the way they think it does <laughs> at all. Um, I guess to wrap it up. Yeah, no, this is an absolute uh, classic that Disney has on their hands. Yes. I certainly don't I certainly hope they don't um make a pointless uh remake that changes nothing. I mean they did make a remake, but apparently it actually did change something. Well, I guess we'll be the judges of that. Until yeah. next time. Yeah. Um but of course I have one last job to do. Yeah, let's look at the critic ratings. IMDb has, what was I going to say, um, 8 out of 10, Raw Tomatoes, uh, 93%, and 91% of Google users like this movie. What's the Rotten Tomatoes audience score? Oh, right, sorry, I forgot we're doing that now. So you're not going to believe this, but it's also a 93. <laughs> Alright, see, I think those... Or fair scores. Um, so, ordinarily, I'd give this movie an 8.8, .8, but it has a damn Wilhelm scream in it. So, 8.7. You know, I like this movie, and I also like my uh, even numbers. So, we're just gonna say 9. <laughs> 9 is an odd number. Well, I... Whole numbers, whole numbers. <laughs> uh, Alright, well um, You can join us later this week For Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 You can join us next week For our free film day for November We don't know what that is yet um, And Avengers Endgame And the week after that You can join us for Cruella And something else that we don't know yet uh, But until then I've been Avery, that's been Lily And we will be seeing you